kept it with the skein of yarn, like the the extra yarn from that jumbo skein because there was a lot of it. So I'd kept it and, and held on to it and I knitted other projects and I got better over time. And then later on, after she had passed away, I had kind of pulled it out to look at it and I decided to unravel it. And so I unraveled that scarf I had knit with her help for the first time and I unraveled it and I knit up a new scarf out of that same yarn. And so now it's a, a wide infinity scarf and it's just a knit, you know, I, I kept it the same, the same thing she taught me to do was just knit, no purling, just knitting. And now I have that scarf that is um, very wearable, but it's the same yarn that she taught me to knit with. And so I know that and I like nobody else would know that by looking at it, but it is a special or an important item. Um, I don't ever wear it unless I know where I'm going and like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. I wouldn't like if I wouldn't wear it somewhere where if I accidentally forgot it, I wouldn't be able to get it back. Unless you had a pocket in it that you could put your phone in and then you could chase down where it went. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Like in that other story. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So. That would be disastrous. Yeah. Yeah. So that would, that's my worn story is, um, is that scarf made of that yarn and it's a cheap acrylic, you know, it's, it's a cheap acrylic, but it's just, it's still, it's important, you know, like it's a cheap acrylic yarn, but it has a lot of value to me. Right. And yeah, I wouldn't ever get rid of that scarf. Yeah. That's a good one. How about you? So the worn story, I have a couple of different ones. Okay. The one that I would think of if you would ask me about a worn story is this tie-dye, like, one-piece jumper thing Mm -hmm. that I got when we went on, like, our honeymoon. We were at Cape Cod. Mm -hmm. I remember, so there's many things about that trip that I remember. Like, for instance, I think I must have gotten this because of that, too. Like, it had never... My ocean experiences had always been either the Gulf of Mexico off the Texas coast, uh, Florida, a little bit in California. Mm -hmm. And so it never occurred to me that in early June, running into the ocean headlong in Cape Cod was not going to be welcoming me with the warm, salty waters that I imagined. Yeah. Okay, so I do really enjoy swimming in water and being in water that is similar in temperature to a bathtub. I know a lot of people don't find that great, but I do. And, I mean, I had grown up in Minnesota, so the lakes were always cold, but Mm. the oceans were always... (laughs) My ocean experiences, the lake and the river, they were cold. And it would take forever before they'd warm up. But the ocean was, yeah. And I, you know, from the time I was a kid, as soon as we would make our summer trek down to Corpus Christi or Padre Islands, like, as soon as that car stopped on the sand, I was out of it and headlong into the water. It did not matter what time we got there. It did not matter what was going on. I was there and in the beach. And so we got to Cape Cod, 
we unpacked our bikes, we got those in the room, we did whatever, and we went running out onto the beach, and I went charging in there. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being, like, all I could think of was, like, a little child reaction, Mm -hmm. like, my toy is broken. You know, like, it's broke. The ocean is broke. Yep. (laughs) And I was, yeah, I was... And dad was like, what are you talking about? Like, what did you expect? Because he had never been down to, like, he did not realize, like. He had the opposite ocean experience as you. Yeah. Yeah. Because this, he grew up there. Like, he grew up in New England. He was totally familiar with. And we were there before, like, tourist season had even really started. Right. And so it 